0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather will control the world. Elements of the human race have long since committed us to an experiment from which there is no return. One only has to look up. And there it is. But how many are willing? There are none so blind as those who refuse to see. A Mad Max future draws near for all of us. Our former paradigm is completely capsizing. Food shortages are coming for all of us. And what comes next will be far worse. Climate engineering operations continue to completely cut off precipitation to the parched state of California. Agricultural regions are imploding Food supplies will follow. On the other side of the world, huge swaths of Australia are drowning after enduring record droughts and record wildfires. Crop production is also being crushed. And then there are other factors in the equation that most are completely unaware of. Here's an example. Nearly 2.8 million birds, mostly chickens and turkeys, have died in the first month of America's raging new bird flu pandemic. That doesn't sound good, does it? Wonder where that pandemic came from? You decide. Engineered Drought Catastrophe, Target, California. I brought this up in previous broadcasts. That's the title of a live presentation I gave almost a decade ago. The data-based conclusions put forth in this geoengineeringwatch.org report have unfolded and continue to unfold exactly as I stated they would so many years ago because the conclusions were based on solid frontline data that wasn't being reported. Search the title, just stated, Engineering Drought Catastrophe, Target California, if you want to gain an understanding of what can only be considered weather warfare being waged on populations of the U.S. and all over the globe. California and Australia are only two examples of countless target zones. Climate intervention operations are wreaking havoc all over the world, Biblical drought and deluge scenarios are the hallmark of geoengineering, a.k.a. weather warfare operations. The crushing of food production is only one of the countless consequences of climate intervention operations, or should I say, objectives. Earth's protective atmospheric layers are being decimated. The ozone layer continues to collapse. Lethal UV radiation levels are now bombarding the planet. And on top of it all, every breath we take is laden with highly toxic climate engineering fallout which lab tests from all over the globe prove. Aluminum, barium, strontium, polymer fibers, surfactants, graphene, the list goes on. And we are inhaling it again with every breath we take. Those who continue to believe that the winter, weather, whiplash, flash freeze, snowstorms are just freak acts of nature, think again. Much more on the escalating winter weather warfare assault in a moment. Stay tuned. What about COVID-19? How convenient for the controllers that just as populations begin to wake up to a long list of lethal deceptions, the entire narrative gets eclipsed by a brand new chapter of insanity. Is it all being orchestrated by those behind the curtain? If you're not already certain of the answer, you haven't done objective investigation. What's it all about? Here's a start. Listen carefully to the statements of the Bayer Pharmaceutical Executive in the following audio, speaking at the World Health Summit. Listen carefully. Here it is. And um, for us, therefore, uh, we're really taking that leap, uh, us as a company buyer, uh, in salad therapy, which to me is one of these examples where really we're going to make a difference, hopefully, uh, moving forward. There's some. Uh, the ultimately, the uh, the mRNA vaccines uh, are an example for that uh, cell and gene therapy. I always like to say, if we had surveyed two years ago uh, in the public, would you be willing to take a, a gene th- gene or cell therapy and inject it into your body? We would have probably had a 95 percent refusal rate. I think uh, this pandemic has also opened many people's eyes to to innovation in the way that uh, was maybe not. Possible before. How convenient for the pharmaceutical industrial complex and the controllers, a pandemic that provided them with an entire planet full of volunteer lab rats. If you think any mainstream source is telling you the truth, or that those who control governments have your best interest in mind, time to wake up. From vaccineimpact.org. These recent statistics, 65,615 deaths now reported in Europe and the USA following COVID-19 vaccines. Corporate media refuses to publish this data. And let's add this to the equation. A billion dollars in taxpayers' money was secretly given to large media corporations to push vaccines and prevent vaccine, quote, hesitancy. Do you think those who are printing and paying out this money, those at the top of the power pyramid, do you think they really have your best interest in mind? Do you think they really want populations to continue to proliferate and consume on a dying planet until nothing is left? Do you think that's what they really want? Is such a conclusion in any way rational, given what we know or what we should know, about the demeanor of the global controllers, about the Russian-Ukraine scenario, How many are seeing it only at face value? How many layers are actually involved with what's unfolding? How many power structures are actually involved behind the scenes? For how many decades in advance have plans been laid out by those who pull the strings? And consider and remember that the controllers, again, know the current paradigm and the populations that go with it can no longer be maintained due to unfolding and accelerating global ecological collapse, which has occurred sooner and faster than power structures were prepared for. How do these puzzle pieces connect to the warp speed events of the past years? Again, that blank is not hard to fill in for any that don't have their eyes wide shut. How is the Ukraine situation related to biosphere collapse, climate engineering operations, and the controller attempt to cover up both? until the brutal, bitter end. Here's a headline piece to that puzzle. Hiding the Arctic methane. From numerous sources, Ukraine conflict has rippled all the way to the Arctic Circle. No accident. Report states, right as Russia decided to attack Ukraine, a global consortium of permafrost scientists was poised to embark on a multi-year Arctic-wide monitoring effort that would have helped provide crucial data on how the region is warming. But international uproars and financial sanctions over the unprovoked invasion put an immediate stop to any scientific collaboration with Russian researchers. Why is that such a problem? Because so much of the... Regions that need to be monitored are in Russian waters in the Arctic Massive methane deposits in the Arctic are thawing and releasing into the atmosphere literally exploding out of the tundra and the seabed The Ukraine conflict has halted scientists from disclosing the fact that our planet's life support systems are in a state of freefall toward what is scientifically termed an abrupt climate collapse, which is being further fueled by climate intervention operations On top of the countless other forms of devastating human activity, we have been unimaginably poor stewards of this planet. Where would one start? We've sacked it, decimated it in the geologic blink of an eye, climate engineering operations being the most destructive human activity of all. And here's a reminder about the subject of climate engineering that should always be kept in mind, especially when discussing with someone who understands the planet is warming but refuses to... Acknowledge the climate engineering issue, there can be no legitimate discussion about the climate or the state of the climate without first and foremost addressing climate engineering, period. There can be no legitimate discussion about climate engineering without addressing the chemical, ice-nucleated, engineered winter weather whiplash cooldowns, which I'll get to again shortly in this broadcast. Keep those arguments in mind for those that want to remain rooted in denial. For those that don't believe or refuse to believe it could possibly be this bad, You will believe. Soon. Wait and see. And for the record, I've never asked or wanted anyone to blindly believe anything I've ever reported on. I've only asked for honest and objective investigation, which far too few have so far summoned the courage to carry out. Many only get as far as listening in to the power-structure-funded, politically polarizing talking heads on corporate or TV radio who do their best to reassure the already-in-denial masses that there's nothing whatsoever wrong with our environments, that any such notion is just, quote, alarmist. The corporate media cowards propagate mindless and meaningless circular political scripts designed to further distract, divide, and polarize populations while pretending the price of gas is the biggest problem we face. For the record, soon, very soon, what will matter most is the next bite of food— A source of water that isn't completely contaminated and a place to shelter from the lethal UV radiation. The result of a collapsing ozone layer of which climate engineering operations is the single greatest core causal factor. Destroying the ozone layer. And there's this, of course. Ionizing radiation. This must also be considered. Are power structures desperate enough to instigate a limited nuclear exchange in a last-ditch effort to temporarily slow the unfolding and accelerating planetary meltdown. Much more on this subject shortly in this broadcast. And there's this to consider. As I brought up in many broadcasts, the 440 nuclear power facilities, all of which will descend into meltdown as societal collapse unfolds, and there's no one to man those facilities to keep them cool. Again, cold shutdown takes two to three decades at best Fukushima times 440. And for any of you that think Fukushima is fixed, or any of that thinks Chernobyl was fixed, even before the Russians got there, and we don't know what they're doing or not doing, but we do know that the Chernobyl sarcophagus was already deteriorating, disintegrating, heading for yet another meltdown. The gift that keeps on giving. Man's insane obsession with nuclear everything. A death sentence in the end. If other factors don't get the job done first, which based on current trajectories may likely be the case. Yes, the horizon is transitioning from bleak to black. Is there anything we can do to make a difference at this late hour? Yes, I'll get to that. Stay tuned. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 344, March 12th. 2022. This is Dane Wiginton, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. G-E-O, the word engineering, watch, watc The largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations, known as geoengineering. This commercial-free, non-political global alert news hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Denver, Washington State, Oregon, the Northeast, and most recently Sacramento, San Diego, and San Francisco. GeoengineeringWatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us expand our reach, our voice, in this desperate last hour to sound the alarm. And in regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary titled The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share this groundbreaking documentary is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship, which is getting worse by the day, as so many already know. And on the subject of censorship, please examine our ongoing legal action against the so-called fact checker that is responsible for Facebook's censoring of the dimming documentary and all geoengineeringwatch.org data as quote false news on Facebook because a single scientist says so. He stated that he was 100% certain climate engineering was not occurring, but didn't have a shred of data to back up his claim. The link to the full report on our legal action against this so-called fact-checker can be found on the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. For those that want to have their questions answered about what we collectively face on live radio, for all to hear, geoengineeringwatch.org is now the host of the coming Collapse Q&A News Hour on KSCO Santa Cruz from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. No commercials, no politics. We will stick to the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. There will be no participation in the orchestrated political theater of mass distraction and division. The call-in number for the coming Collapse Q&A news hour, again, Saturday mornings from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., you can listen anywhere in the USA, is 831-479-1080. You can stream this broadcast online from anywhere in the world. Join us. On Saturdays, again, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, again, the call-in number, 831-479-1080. I'll be your host, and I'll look forward to discussing the converging catastrophes that are closing in on all of us, with those that are willing to ring in and make their voices heard. Unfolding and accelerating biosphere collapse will remain the bottom line to all that's unfolding, to all the agendas that are being carried out. What other agendas are being rolled forward under the radar at this time? Here's a quick rundown on California proposed legislation for 2022. And remember, again, so much of what's unfolding, of what's being carried out, is a controller response to biosphere collapse. Consider the following proposed bills in California, all of them from 2022. First, SB 871 would require all children to be vaccinated for the COVID-19 pandemic For all public and private schools and daycare, SB 2539 would require proof of vaccination status in order to enter public and private businesses. SB 866 would allow 12-year-old children to consent to vaccines without parental consent or knowledge. SB 1479 would require schools to continue testing and tracing and quarantine. SB 1464 would require law enforcement officials to enforce public health orders. AB-1993 would require all employees to be vaccinated against COVID-19 in order to work in California. AB-1797 would require changes to California Immunization Registry. Not sure what that would entail. AB-2098 would reclassify sharing COVID-19 misinformation by doctors as unprofessional conduct resulting in disciplinary action. Let's summarize what that means. It means any healthcare Professional that dares to dispute the official narrative can be disciplined or worse. SB nine twenty would authorize medical board investigators to inspect businesses, including patient records. If it's not already crystal clear, the noose is being tightened by the day. Continuing on the subject of things that are bad for our health. From the Weatherchannel.com, a primary climate engineering cover-up entity. Climate change creating more intense smell of snow. That's a headline. Researchers say climate change is affecting the way snow smells. Wouldn't happen to be all those climate-injuring elements in that snow, would it? Elements we know are there. So many now report a chemical smell when the ice nucleating operations are going on overhead. And why wouldn't they? Those with acute senses of smell. It's very evident. And again... This material that's falling from our sky, this frozen, chemically ice-nucleated material, is highly toxic. We know that from lab tests from numerous parts of the U.S. Not theory, not conjecture, not hypothesis. Lab test proven fact. All these elements are raining down through our air column. And we're absorbing it. It's being absorbed in the entire web of life. How's your memory doing? Having a bit of brain fog? Alzheimer's disease in every breath you take peer-reviewed science proven fact starting with elements like aluminum which we know from peer-reviewed science study is the core component in neurological diseases like alzheimer's and it's not just affecting humans most know that the bee populations are imploding all over the globe but how many know that there's peer-reviewed science study that directly connects the bee colony collapse disorder with massive aluminum exposure search bees Aluminum and you'll find peer-reviewed science study that states the bees are dying of symptoms that resemble Alzheimer's and dementia in a human being because they're packed full of aluminum. These are bees that are far away from any industry or any known sources of this material. It must be falling from the air and indeed it is. Aluminum is the primary element named in climate engineering patents. The bees literally can't find their way back to the hive. And yes, there's many other factors killing the bees as well. I'm not denying those factors, but I'm saying, why is this factor ignored? And I've contacted the National Beekeepers Association and they don't want to know. Why not? How come everybody who's being directly impacted doesn't want to know? So many in the human race have succumbed to a programmed psychological gatekeeper that prevents them from examining facts and altering their view of the world. They have a programmed view of the world and it is almost impossible to break it. They're looking through a colored lens and it's almost impossible to clear it. If this doesn't change soon, we have no chance. About the chemically nucleated cooldowns Let's continue on that theme. Headline from last week, 140-year-old record low to be challenged as temperatures plunge in L.A. Happening all over the globe, but this is just one example. Record lows left untouched since the late 1800s could be in jeopardy as a chilly and wet pattern overtakes Southern California and the rest of the Southwest. This is from last week. According to AccuWeather Forecasters, the potentially historic cold snap has experts pondering how low temperatures would have plunged at a similar atmospheric setup been in place. 140 years ago when there were far fewer urban heat island effects. A similar atmospheric setup like geoengineering jet aircraft dispersing chemical ice nucleating elements in cloud moisture? Is that the effect they're speaking about? The report continues, AccuWeather meteorologist Ryan Adamson called the upcoming chill, quote, startling for some in quote in the wake of above average temperatures and in some cases record warmth in the days before this event weather whiplash over and over it will take all of us to contact people like ryan adamson and the rest at accuweather the weather channel and the other climate engineering cover-up agencies and ask them why they are not Disclosing the climate engineering elephant in the sky. Do it peacefully and professionally. Let's press on with this theme, i.e. engineering winter weather, as it is absolutely core to the climate engineering assault. Question, are the weather terrorists now targeting the U.S. trucker convoy? Let's look at some headlines from last week. Swath of snow aimed at Midwest and Northeast. From that headline... As snow travels across the northern tier of the United States, general snowfall amounts ranging from 1 to 3 inches will spread from eastern Nebraska through Maine. Next headline, same theme. Quote, quick jolt of winter weather headed for northeast and mid-Atlantic. Shocking may not be an adequate description, the report states, for the quick about-face The weather is about to take in the Northeast. Less than 48 hours after people were basking in record warmth across the region, millions will be dealing with a, quote, quick jolt of winter weather thanks to a, quote, sneaky storm. These theatrical terms they use to try to sensationalize these engineered events. That's exactly what's occurring here. A sneaky storm that will unleash a period of snow across the central Appalachians, the Mid Atlantic, and New England from Tuesday night to Wednesday. Again, this is last week. They continue, at the very least, many are likely to face a serious case of weather whiplash. It's interesting, isn't it? How often we hear that term now from AccuWeather, the Weather Channel, a term which geoengineeringwatch.org was using about 10 years before they had to pick it up because these events were so shockingly wrong and unnatural. And can only be described as weather whiplash They continue People in New York City enjoyed a record high temperature of 74 degrees Fahrenheit Set in Central Park Monday But by Wednesday, snow will be falling and the mixing and mixing with rain in, in New York City AccuWeather Forecasters expect an inch or two of snow to accumulate Mainly on grassy surfaces in the Big Apple This is not naturally nucleated snow, I assure you It is toxic, I assure you of that We have tested it What will it take? How bad does it have to get before a larger percentage of the population awakens from their programmed, comatose state? What will it take for the climate science community and the rest of academia, for that matter, to find their courage, to band together behind the scenes, to stand up as one, and to tell the truth while it can still make a difference? What will it take? The AccuWeather Climate Engineering Cover-Up Report goes on with this. The storm will originate from the central Gulf Coast. I've said it over and over week after week. Winter storms originating from the record warm Gulf of Mexico. And no one seems to think anything's wrong. They state the storm will then run into cold air returning to the northeast. Despite the fact that cold air will not be Arctic in origin, it's just cold enough, they say, to allow snow. This is from AccuWeather chief on-air meteorologist Bernie Reno. Perhaps Bernie should be messaged with some geoengineeringwatch.org data and reports and ask why they would ignore an issue as critically important as climate engineering. See what they say. Again, do it peacefully and professionally. The report then states, Snow can still pile up, even if the air temperature is above 32 degrees. We've seen snow and reported snow falling in regions like Florida with temperatures pushing 50 degrees. That's chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. We have patents that state in no uncertain terms that these elements, these endothermic reacting elements like barium and ammonium can nucleate moisture at temperatures pushing 50 degrees. And indeed, that's what we have, isn't it? And for those that think if this was really going on, someone somewhere would tell them, because we have all these public protection agencies, those agencies are tasked with masking threats from the population, not disclosing them. I had a top California EPA official while I was in Sacramento meeting with top EPA officials tell me to my face, they don't care if the rain is radioactive. That's not what they're told to test for. They test for specific combustion elements only, The rest of the sample, whatever shows up, goes out the window. That's a system that is designed to hide lethal threats from the population. Another headline from last week, same theme. Troublemaking storms to unfold across central eastern US. And again, look at what happened in Canada, look at what happened in Ottawa when the truckers protest was there four weeks in a row. Like clockwork, storms that originated in the record warm Gulf of Mexico, moisture that originated there pushed northward Cloud seeded with chemical ice nucleating elements, freezing out the truckers. And as I mentioned before, we have satellite images in one case of a stripe of snow across Kansas, 10 miles wide, 150 miles long, across flat topography, no mountains. That's not nature. That's the stripe of what was dispersed from a geoengineering jet aircraft above cloud moisture that created a frozen material stripe on the ground. And meteorologists ignore this kind of thing and it gets deleted off the nasa satellite imagery by the way we just discovered earlier today more nasa images that we have the original screenshots of that have now been deleted from their database and we'll post soon some of these images they are shocking beyond belief let me continue through this series of headlines last week that sensationalized the engineered winter weather mayhem it's not hard to read between the lines here if you understand Engineering winter weather, chemical ice nucleation for weather modification. Please search the engineering winter section. Go through all the reports there on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, and you will understand exactly what's happening, exactly what's being done. This is winter weather warfare, nothing less. So from this headline, Troublemaking Storms to Unfold Across Central Eastern U.S., they state the following. Same verbiage over and over. In all these headlines, a serious case of weather whiplash is in the forecast for much of the United States as winter retakes its grip on much of the country. Following several days of spring-like warmth and violent severe weather, since the snow may fall with air temperatures near or above freezing and warm ground conditions following the recent bout of May-like warmth, that may struggle to accumulate on roads in much of the area. That's from AccuWeather Senior Storm Warning Meteorologist Brian Wimmer. Jot down all these names. Find out how to contact them and send them some credible data and ask them to investigate. See what they say. The report continues, rain can mix with wet snow for a time, from Tuesday night to Wednesday in Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, New York City, and Boston. Roads could become, quote, slushy and slippery, certainly slippery when there's surfactants in the snow, which equates to soap-soaked snow. Not theory, not conjecture, not hypothesis, lab-tested reality. Another headline, same theme, potential bomb cyclone. We see that term all the time now, don't we? Did we see that 15 years ago? No, never. They make this stuff up as they go, just like the medical industrial complex. They put a term on some condition and suddenly it's real. Suddenly it's whatever they tell you it is. Potential bomb cyclone expected to wallop northeast with heavy snow. From that report, AccuWeather's expert team of meteorologists says a powerful and far-reaching storm will form at the end of the week. This is the scheduled weather. And unload everything from rain and gusty thunderstorms to high winds, snow, and a rapid freeze-up across the eastern third of the United States. Again, the ice storm's always in the transition zone between the, quote, warm side of the storm and the, quote, cold side. Because that's the zone in which... The chemically nucleated moisture is hitting the surface before setting up and freezing. Now, snow has almost nothing to do with elevation ever. You're either on the warm side of the cold winter storm or the cold side. That's not historically normal in any way, shape, or form. They then state, quote, confidence is growing for a significant storm that will bring wide reaching impacts. That's from AccuWeather meteorologist Alex Da Silva. The the end-of-the-week storm, they say, will form along the central Gulf Coast. Again, another Gulf of Mexico, quote, winter storm. As frigid Arctic air, they'd state in this report, dives south and collides with warm, moist air across the south. The storm is expected to ride north-northeastward along the leading edge of the cold push. This storm will arrive just days after a round of snow sweeps through the mid-Atlantic and New England around the middle of the week. Another swath of snow blankets the central states Wednesday through Thursday. For the record, since 2012... In between bouts of record warm, globally, on average, the most anomalously less warm region in the entire world is the eastern half of the U.S. lower 48, the most populated portion of the U.S., that's not nature. That's called confusing and dividing the population as to the true state of planetary meltdown by using climate engineering operations to create these flash freezes. And it's having absolutely devastating effects on ecosystems. And it's not only the toxic material, it's the blindingly rapid temperature swings. The report continues with this. Within the span of 24 hours, temperatures can take a nosedive of up to 50 degrees Fahrenheit as the cold air, quote, rushes into the region. The cold air is descending from the clouds that are being chemically nucleated. creates a cold-dense layer of air that sinks to the surface. It may be only a few hundred feet deep, but it creates the effect they're looking to create. Some of the mapping last week showed No, I should say frozen materials far south as Mexico, not New Mexico, Mexico, while it's t-shirt weather after dark in parts of the Pacific Northwest. The report then states temperature forecast to shoot back up to near 70 after this frozen material passes. They then state that temperatures will dive down to 30 degrees the day after that. Winter weather roller coaster. That's what happens with climate engineering and engineered snowstorms. One more headline in the subject, forgive me, but this is such a core part of climate engineering. It needs to be understood. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be incorporated into our view of the wider horizon. Here's the headline. Powerful storm to bury interior northeast under heavy snow. Please read between the lines on this one. The table is set for a late winter helping of snow. Again, always theatrical. Ice, pounding winds, and heavy rain in the eastern United States just in time for the trucker convoy in D.C., As the system tracks from, again, the Gulf Coast through the northeast into the Atlantic in Canada from Friday into Saturday, according to meteorologists, the storm will have two distinct sides. Listen to this. In terms of temperatures and weather, this is from another chief on-air meteorologist, Bernie Reno. The eastern half, he says, will be associated with warm air, areas of heavy rain, urban flooding, severe thunderstorms, isolated tornadoes, and coastal flooding. Really, Bernie? That's a winter storm? Next, Mr. Reno says, on the other hand, the storm will catch up with colder air and temperatures will plunge across the interior. That will lead to heavy snow, whiteouts, and localized blizzard conditions, as well as a rapid freeze-up. Again, same terms. The intense snowfall could be accompanied by thunder in some areas. Thunder snow now normal, never existed prior to a decade and a half ago. The report then states, quote, temperatures are forecasted to plunge into the teens and even the single digits from the Appalachians and further west Saturday night and over the interior northeast to Sunday night. Record warmth to single digits. And that's becoming common now with this scenario of chemical ice nucleation for the modification. Again, search Chinese scientists create artificial snowstorm. You will find that Fox News, Reuters, ABC, so many covered this popular science. And yet if one dares to bring this subject up here, so many people get that glazed over look in their eyes, like a some antennas just popped up out of your skull or something, or they just saw an alien. We live in a planetary asylum in which so many in the population are so well trained to completely reject any information that's psychologically uncomfortable for them that might threaten their chosen view of reality there's a final excerpt from this report the storm's warm side will generally encompass much of the atlantic seaboard they further state temperatures may plunge from the 60s to the 30s in a couple of hours both sides of the storm they say will pack strong winds gusts of 40 to 60 miles an hour will occur over a large part of the eastern third of the nation from friday night into saturday night they further state gusts can Reach speeds up to 80 and 90 miles per hour. Winds this strong, of course, can knock down trees or break off tree limbs. About the trees, again, they're dying from the roots up, they're dying from the crown down, they're tipping over much easier, the root systems are dying off just like the crowns are because of the toxic elements that are sterilizing soils, killing soil microbiome, and causing the trees to shut down nutrient uptake. That's what bioavailable aluminum in the rain does. We have peer reviewed study to prove it. The trees shut down nutrient uptake and we have no official agencies acknowledging this. They blame everything on the beetles, which is a symptom. It is not the core causal factor and they know it and they won't admit to it. And about the winds, we increasingly see this as the climate engineers become more and more desperate to engineer these temporary toxic surface cooldowns because the winds enhance the endothermic reacting elements that are in the cloud seeding. Endothermic, meaning energy absorbing in regard to the creation of high wind zones. When you can create atmospheric pressure zones, you can manipulate wind zones as well and that's exactly what they are doing and this technology is scientifically indisputable with ionosphere heaters and ground-based radio frequency microwave transmitters as well that can manipulate air masses that have been saturated with electrically conductive particulates when you can manipulate these particulates and when you can heat levels of the atmosphere like the ionosphere with ionosphere heaters like HARP, you can create pressure zones that then create wind zones that are used to steer up a level of wind currents and create exactly the kinds of scenarios we see over and over again, week after week, the theatrically named so-called winter storms that occur in the same parts of the country over and over, while other parts of the country that are under the ridiculously resilient ridge of high pressure, same source of creation, ionosphere heaters, but they park a zone of high pressure over the west and block every drop of rain from coming in. We are headed for a rainless winter in Northern California where I live nothing since last year. Nothing. We should have had about 50 inches of rain where I live. We have had not a drop and everything is dying. The trees are dying here. And yes... There are some still alive, but that doesn't mean they're not dying. You could see a group of people from 100 yards away. Maybe they look fine, but you get close and their hair's falling out, their teeth are falling out, maybe they have sores all over them. They're not healthy. Same thing in the forest. Many people don't know what a tree should look like. They think if it has one or two leaves on it and a few branches left, it's fine. It's not fine. The trees are dying. I love trees. My father was an arborist. When I was a kid in kindergarten, they couldn't get me out of the trees. They finally gave me a trophy as the class tree climber because... That's what it took to get me out of the trees. I love them. They're sentient beings. No trees, no people. What's wrong with our species? They think that food comes from Walmart or McDonald's. That's not where it comes from. What about oxygen? You get it in a... A can and big five now you can breathe a little can of oxygen because there's not enough in the atmosphere because trees aren't producing it anymore Because they're shutting their stomata their respiratory ports Because the uv is so intense and because of a factor called vapor pressure deficit, which i'll get to in a moment Key core factor with crop production forestry die-off Vpd. Give me a minute. I'll get to that But in finishing on this theme that i've been on for the record days earlier in dc It was about 80 degrees. New York in the 70s. And now snow last week from Texas to Maine. That makes sense. Yeah. The chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding engineered winter whiplash is wreaking havoc on populations and ecosystems all over the world. And again, I ask this question. Why is geoengineeringwatch.org the only source that is trying desperately to expose this core aspect of climate intervention insanity? Our planet's life support systems are already broken. If climate intervention operations are allowed to continue, we have no chance, none. Please help us to sound the alarm on the engineered winter weather mayhem. Search the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Share the reports, share the links with others. We must reach a critical mass of awareness if we're to have any chance of changing course. For the record, every single engineered winter weather whiplash event comes at the cost of an even worse overall planetary meltdown. We are already neck deep in a runaway climate collapse scenario. As mentioned at the start of this broadcast, are the controllers now so desperate that they would consider creating a nuclear winter scenario? Let's examine that question in a report covered by multiple sources titled, Would Nuclear Winter Cancel Out Global Warming? Question mark From that report, nuclear winter was very much a frontline issue during the fraught political climate of the Cold War era. Since then, atomic saber-rattling has been less frequent, though has never quite disappeared entirely. Outside the direct annihilation caused by nuclear war, however, is the threat of nuclear winter. The basic concept is simple. In the aftermath of a major nuclear war, the resulting atmospheric effects should and could lead to a rapid cooling in global temperatures. The report continues. Some say it couldn't happen, while others suggest with varying degrees of humor that it could help cancel out the effects of global warming. But what's the truth, they ask. Hard data isn't really available, as thus far there have been no large-scale nuclear wars for scientists to measure. Several studies have explored the concept of nuclear winter, however, and explored its potential effects. The basic concept of nuclear winter is simple. In a large nuclear conflict, where nuclear weapons are used in strategic strikes against urban and industrial areas, large-scale fires would rage out of control. These fires would then loft large amounts of black carbon soot into the upper reaches of the atmosphere. Once there, the smoke particulates might then be lofted further up into the stratosphere as they absorb heat from the sun. Up to a point where the particles are too high to be quickly rained out of the air by precipitation. These particles would then essentially shade the surface, creating a temporary cooling effect. The report then states, smaller scale implementation of nuclear-sparked city-sized firestorms could theoretically help reverse global warming entirely. However, it would come at an insurmountable cost. Really? Is that hard to figure out? And we have a I have to have a team of scientists to tell us this. The nuclear weapons, they say, cannot simply be detonated in bare, unpopulated areas like the ocean. The entire effect of nuclear winter is created by resulting firestorms after detonation, attempting to recreate the effect of using areas of forest. Listen carefully to what I'm saying, or what they're saying. Forest or other land would come with its own negative effects to the environment. Again, do we need scientists to tell us this? Now, what have I said Broadcast after broadcast, year after year, the forest incinerations, and they are preparing the western U.S. to burn like never before. We've had a winter with no rain in many regions, nothing. They are setting the template for using more northern latitude forests as a form of artificial volcano to create exactly the kind of effect that's described in this article about nuclear winter. That's exactly what they've done. Last July, Arctic sea ice extent, the surface area, was at all-time record low. And somehow, magically, after several months of record fires, and that smoke spins toward the top of the planet because of the Coriolis effect, it spins toward the poles, and acknowledged by the science community that that smoke helped to shade the Arctic, and thus, by the end of the melt season, it was the 12th lowest surface extent, not the lowest. Primarily, because of the smoke created by the fires, if you want to know exactly how desperate and dangerous the power structure is to use forests as a form of atmospheric particulate loading to augment the efforts of the climate engineers, please, 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 search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda, and you will see science study that advocates For the burning of northern latitude forests to provide temporary cooling for the Arctic. Is that not the epitome of human insanity? Do we deserve to live on this planet? And it's not just the scientists. It's not just those in power. It's a population that's all too willing to turn two blind eyes to anything and everything that's not comfortable for them. And they get angry at those who are trying to make a difference because that makes them apparently feel guilty for sitting on their backside and doing nothing. And how many people are doing exactly that? Doing nothing. And throwing bricks at those who are trying to do something. I could never count or quantify the amount of bricks that I've been thrown at me. But we can't allow the actions of others to deter us from doing what we know to be right. Never. I'm told that I shouldn't be so angry. And why shouldn't I be? When so many in the ranks of the human race are seemingly lacking any sense of responsibility toward the whole. Why shouldn't I be angry when their actions or lack of action is going to further diminish any chance our children may yet have? Or the entire web of life, for that matter. Apathy is helping to drive almost 300 species of plant, animal, and insect to extinction every single day. Yes, I do exist in a constant state of controlled rage. And the only solace I can find is to know at my core that I am doing my absolute best to make a difference which is the least I can do. I don't own my life. I owe it to the whole, many times over. All of us do. But few seem to have stopped to ponder the gift of life or the scripture to he who has been given much. Much will be asked. And I've been allowed to see and experience so much of the wild under the sea, in the forests, working alone, restoring habitat. I can never repay this debt to the creator. But I will never stop trying, ever. Forgive the rant. Moving on from vice.com. The Arctic sea floor is degrading and could be a climate time bomb. No, not could, not may, not might is, and it's already going off. The report states, up to a trillion tons of methane, a powerful greenhouse gas, may be locked away in the decaying ocean floor of a vast Arctic continental shelf. Been reporting this at geongreenwatch.org for about the last 15 years, by the way. They're just now catching up to it because they can't hide it anymore. They continue, the East Siberian Arctic shelf extends for some 77,000 square miles, an area bigger than Mexico off the east coast of Siberia. Again, that's why it's so important that the research take place there, and that's now been blocked because of the Ukraine situation. Not a coincidence. The report continues. In recent years, the region has suffered record-breaking temperatures and severe wildfires as a result of climate change. Not surprisingly, the criminal omission of climate engineering operations which are the single greatest causal factor behind the epic wildfires, search the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geneengineeringwatch.org. The report continues by talking about the, quote, bizarre natural gas explosions, i.e. methane, linked to permafrost thaw, how many times have I brought that up in this broadcast, which have left massive craters in the landscape. The effects of global warming have, of course, been much more noticeable on land, but the new research suggests that more attention should be paid to the potential time bomb of methane emissions locked away in the arctic shelf i.e the seabed brought that up in this broadcast since day one brought it up for GeoengineWatch.org for the last 15 years and they're just now getting to it not because they want to tell you the truth but because they can't hide it any longer from sciencealert.com this humanity just produced the biggest increase in global co2 emissions ever recorded for those that don't yet understand it the party's over We are on a runaway train at this point. You could shut off all forms of human activity, everything, tomorrow. We are through the guardrail. The question that remains is, will anyone survive the ride? From phys.org, this accelerating melt rate makes Greenland ice sheet world's largest dam. The meltwater on the surface of the ice sheets travels through moulins. Those are holes in the ice. It lubricates the bed of the glacier, on the bedrock, making it slide faster and faster, building up water in these pockets. There are feedback loops all over the globe that make what we face an unimaginably exponential equation. Continuing, under the sea, Vancouver predicted to be one of the first cities underwater. From that report, a new research study has highlighted the 36 cities that will be underwater due to rising sea levels and frequent flooding within the next 80 years. It's not 80 years. All all of these... Types of long-term predictions are meaningless they're simply designed to pacify populations for slightly longer until we hit the wall at full velocity you already have communities that are being inundated along coastlines and it's going to accelerate rapidly from here look at venice and miami if you want two more examples miami's spending about a billion dollars a year to try to keep their streets pumped out not going to be able to do it for much longer How bad is it? How much heat can the human body take? Consider this study recently published in the Journal of Applied Physiology. Humans can't endure temperatures and humidities as high as previously thought. That's because everything is being underreported. The severity of everything across the board has been underreported for decades, and now they can't hide it. From this report, it has been widely believed that 35 degrees C wet, bulb temperature, which equals about 95 degrees Fahrenheit at 100% humidity, or 115 Fahrenheit at 50% humidity was the maximum a human body could endure before it could no longer adequately regulate body temperature, which would potentially cause heat stroke or death over a prolonged exposure. But the new studies reveal that researchers have found the actual maximum wet bulb temperature, or the temperature at which a human body can no longer cool itself, is about 31 degrees C, or 87 degrees Fahrenheit, at 100% humidity. Even for young, healthy subjects, the temperature for older populations who are more vulnerable to heat is even lower still. And we are reaching these wet bulb temperatures all over the globe now, a combination of heat and humidity at which the human body can no longer cool itself. On that note, from the Atlantic.com, quote, The one group of people Americans actually trust on climate science. The Atlantic article states, Local meteorologists are better positioned than anyone else to talk their communities through the facts about climate change and to reject facts in favor of, quote, conspiracy theories. Yet again, anything that disputes the official narrative or the official denial of the climate engineering elephant in the sky, how many spineless, honorless, virtuous, moralist individuals are there in the so-called science Circles. How many take the time to view the Weather Channel disinformation actors and how much effort they go to to try to explain away the completely unnatural phenomenon that is happening everywhere because of climate engineering operations and they try to explain it away as nature? Is there no honor left at all? And yes, conspiracy theories, translation again, any information that conflicts with the official propaganda, in this case with the local so called meteorologists that are nothing more than. Again, honorless script readers that are tasked with covering the tracks of the climate engineers, tasked with explaining away the completely engineered weather as being random acts of nature, and then there are the so-called environmental organizations that also claim they can't see the climate engineering elephant in the sky because their nonprofit status, i.e. their paychecks and pensions, depend on them not seeing the climate engineering elephant in the sky. For the record about the script-reading meteorologists, their so-called forecasts are passed down to them from private defense contractors, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, that do all the weather modeling for the National Weather Service and NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, two agencies that have an illegal federal gag order on them. And that's why the local meteorologists that we're told that we're supposed to trust, that's how they know that days in advance, it might be mostly sunny. A term that's used to describe days when there's no natural clouds, just a canopy full of sprayed filth in our skies and everybody walks around on their iphones and grabs a big mac and heads to wally world or costco pretending nothing's wrong good luck on that for much longer power structure controlled media and all who serve it must be considered criminal accomplices to the climate engineering cover-up and countless other crimes power structure total desperation, and all that goes with it. For nearly two decades, geoengineeringwatch.org has warned that this time would come, the time when biosphere collapse could no longer be hidden, the time when controller desperation would go exponential. Global conflict, false flags, and pathogen release were the three primary factors we warned of for over a decade. The chapter we warned of is unfolding now. And I hear from many who ask me, What can we do to get our lives back to quote normal? And my reply is this why would you want the insanity to continue until absolutely nothing is left? The paradigm that was is exactly what delivered us to this dark place to begin with. What was is gone, it's not coming back. It was never sustainable, not even close. The loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute paradigm of endless consumption and the delusion of perpetual expansion on a finite planet with finite resources was always a near-term death sentence. Now, man's attempt to manipulate the planet's remaining life support systems with climate intervention operations may be the final nails in our collective coffins. And in addition to climate engineering elements, what else are the controllers dispersing in our skies? Think about it. And for any who still delusionally believe that those at the top of the power structure pyramids actually care about them, time to wake up. The planet's rapidly failing life support systems have made global populations a massive liability to power structures. And with that in mind, what steps should we have long since expected them, i.e. the controllers, those who print the money, to take from what is occurring in our skies to what is unfolding on the ground in our so-called societies. Such is life in the planetary asylum, a contagious cancer of human insanity in countless forms as long as it's put us all on a course of mathematically certain near-term self-extermination. And as the proverb goes, when you continue in the same direction, you'll eventually arrive where you're headed. Is it too late? Are our collective futures carved in stone? How can anyone know? with absolute certainty. The only thing any of us can truly call our own is our will. If we choose to exercise this greatest gift with courage, with honor, with virtue, with benevolence, no matter what we face, we must certainly be on the correct course, no matter how the drama ends. If we reach a critical mass of individuals that have summoned the courage to face the gathering storm head on, we may yet accomplish profound good even at this late hour, The effort to reach such a critical mass will take all of us. The battle before us can only be fought with an army of the awakened, and raising such an army is the first and most critical leap we can collectively make in the right direction. Sharing credible data from a credible source is key. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Time is not on our side. Search the Activist Suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help. Until next week, stay strong. Fortify your determination. Never give up, ever. This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.